Hello and welcome to the B Team Podcast. My name is John Macy. Uh, this is something we haven't done in a little while, longer than we planned on, but we are uh, reopening the TARDIS Chronicles today. Um, I am joined, as usual, for this by Milos. Hello, hello, hello. And we will be reviewing the, and I know this aired originally during Easter Sunday weekend, uh, we will be reviewing Legend of the Sea Devils from April of 2022. Uh, as my watch. I would like to point out that we're still a couple of months away from the next special, so, you know. Isn't, it like, isn't it like November or something? Yep. Or, yeah. Um, okay. So, uh, this... This follows, uh, I believe, the New Year's New Year's one was what Eva the Daleks, uh, which was way better than this one personally. Um, so I guess we can do a very quick uh, plot run through. I did actually have to watch this twice. Um, I watched this at original airing and was bored to tears. I think I fell asleep halfway through it and then woke up and just kind of didn't care. Um, and uh, watched it again uh, yesterday because we knew we were going to do this and liked it more than that, more than initial airing at least. But I just kind of question like why this is here and like why they thought this was a they thought this was something that was on the level of, of a like the the specials are usually higher quality episodes to me and why they thought this was worth that. I don't really know. Well, I think this could be described as going back to the kind of OG, like first two uh, Chibnall seasons, where it's like, what exactly is going on here and why? Yep. You know? Um. So basically, the the very quick run through of the plot is that you know the Doctor decides to take Yaz and Dan to a, a planet with a beach on it, and they end up in uh, China. In, I would assume, like, the late 1500s, uh, early 1600s, somewhere in that range. And um, they end up on, in some, like, coastal town where uh, there's a statue of, of something that somebody's trying to open up. And it turns out there's a sea devil in that statue. And... Um, and so the sea devil jumps on a giant pirate ship and flies away. And then they go looking for, uh, there's this, there's this pirate queen, like this Chinese woman pirate who, you know, is looking for some sort of lost treasure thing that she needs to find. Because if I remember this correctly, someone is holding her entire pirate crew hostage and she needs to pay that off. Yep, something like that. Yeah, your thing. Um, and uh, we find in this coastal town, we find this guy, this older guy who was like safeguarding this like family medallion thing, and he dies in the in the opening conflict thing, and he gives that rock to his son, who uh, ends up sort of befriending Dan. And the two of them go onto the onto the pirate queen ship, and essentially, she's going to kill them. And they essentially agree to be her crew because she has none, because they've all been uh, 
they've all been captured by this other group of pirates who you never really see. I thought it was going to be something like the Sea Devils had her crew hostage or whatever. Um, which, you know, so this whole side thing about her needing money for something ends up going nowhere. Um, although I did like the... Surprise. I did like the actress that played the Pirate Queen, and I do know... I, I'm pretty sure that I looked it up at the time that I thought we were going to do this one when it aired originally, and neither of us really cared about it that much, so we kind of held... And we had other stuff, so we sort of held off. Um, and I and do, we still were waiting for more news about the centennial and the 60th anniversary yep. and the new Doctor and yep. everything and I else. Do th- and I do think that... Um, this is an actual real person. The The Pirate Queen was an actual real person. So this was an attempt to do another, like, historical figure thing. Um, yeah. While Dan and the guy's son are on the pirate ship, Doctor and Yaz are trying to find where the, the lost treasure thing is. And then they have a couple of encounters with the Sea Devils, where you find out that the Sea Devils are, and maybe this is... I know they've been used before. I think this is the first time they've been used in the modern show. So, um, from what I pulled, the Sea Devils appeared in two previous stories. Uh, the Sea Devils Episode 1 and the Warriors of the Deep Part 1. Uh, the Sea Devils Episode 1 was in 72, and the Warriors of the Deep Part 1 was 84. So, okay, so that was probably... I don't know my timeline as well as, say, Brent would. So, Season 21... Is the the eighty four is the season twenty one? That's probably Tom Baker. Just pulling it out. It's actually 20, Peter Davidson. Twenty one, I would have assumed, would be Peter Davidson or McCoy. Um, so the so the Warriors, uh, Warriors of the Deep is the Peter Davidson. The Sea Devils episode one is uh, John Partey. Oh wow, that's real early. Okay, yeah, that's yeah. Third, third Doctor. Wow, I actually, I do have to say, I actually, I haven't done this yet because I'm debating whether I want to rewatch the entire modern show after the Centennial, uh, before uh, the new guy takes over. And let me just say, I said I would look up the pronunciation of his name because it was weird, and I, I would have an accurate pronunciation of his name by the time we did this show. Wow. Uh, is and his name is written. Uh, first, I'm gonna give the spelling of the first name. The second, the last name's pretty obvious. Uh, the first name is written N C U T I. So I was like, "How the hell would you pronounce that?" So I managed to find one of those websites that are like a YouTube thing where they they have somebody like phonetically tell you what a pronunciation of a weird word or a weird name is. So his name is Shuti Shuti Gatwa. Um, yep. I'm actually, yep. And I guess he was on that Netflix show Sex Education, which I've never seen in my life. Me neither, um, nor do I plan to. I hear it's pretty good though, from all accounts. Uh, and Same, also, but it's still like there's so much stuff to actually see. And, I think it's I know. think it's a teenage show though, so like yeah, um, I, my level of interest is low. I'll say. I mean, I know uh, Julian Anderson's in it, which kind of had my attention to a degree, but not enough to uh, actually sit and watch something like that. But uh, anyway, we will deal with him when he actually becomes a thing on this show. Uh, but I did want to get that out there. Um, 
so the Yaz and the Doctor are looking for the 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 where the sunken uh, lost treasure is. They encounter the Sea Devils uh, uh, during that, and you find out that the Sea Devils' whole point. If you don't know this already, and I didn't, because like I said, they've never used the they've never used the Sea Devils in the modern show before. Um, I guess they they were on Earth before humans, I guess, and they sort of view Earth like it's their planet. Um, so the goal was to uh, flood all the land masses on Earth and just turn Earth into a giant ball of water. Um, so then I guess they would be in charge by that logic or something. Um, so, something like that. So yeah, basically uh, they're looking for this treasure thing. She figures out what the Sea Devil's plan is and then there's like this keystone that they're looking for which you spend half the episode trying to figure out what that is. And it turns out that the the dead guy gave the son who's now hanging out with Dan like a necklace that had this rock on it. So they were trying to find that because that somehow uh, powers this thing that the sea devils are trying to use to flood the planet. And um, I kind of forget how it ended already, even though I just watched it yesterday. Son of a bitch. I was about to say... Well, you watched it yesterday, and I watched it way back on Easter, and I haven't rewatched it since then. That tells you how little this actually registered with me. Um, but, but I will say this: I think the more main, kind of the main point of this, of us doing this, uh, the reason why we postponed the Easter special podcast so much is we were actually waiting for the news to drop on the new doctor on the centenary episode on the 60th anniversary episode on any news that we got for season 14 actually i'm gonna i'm gonna be i'm gonna be fair to an extent i think when we first when we first put it off it was because we had a bunch of other stuff that we were recording at the time we thought had to get out quicker and then as we kept pushing it back week by week it was just because i didn't want to watch it again (laughs) because i did not like it um, and I liked it slightly more watching it this time. I just, I questioned. Well, my, my, initial, my initial thoughts for it was I did I did like it. And I actually yep. kind of liked it more than the Eve of the Daleks. Uh, but I will say yeah. this, at 40, 47-ish minutes, this is the shortest Doctor Who special ever. And there's really, like, I think that kind of goes... Uh, plays into why I liked it so much just because I think if this was longer it would have been much more dragged out as far yeah. as to it being short like everything was fairly fast moving just yeah. out of necessity because you had to move it fast in order to get you know so Normally, the, the, the length definitely played a part in in it I, I agree with you in the sense of normally I think the the things that you promote as special should be longer uh, like yeah. for example, the the centenary episode is they. I think they've already said the centenary episode is going to be ninety minutes, even yeah, even without and that's not counting like ads or any of that. I think it's just going to be ninety minutes without any straight yeah um, the runtime for the special. So, but this one, you know, this could have been a regular episode of the show. I don't think there was anything this that was particular that particularly other than you know this might have been some sort of like script that chibnall had laying around that they didn't have time to do during the regular year 
Um, there was nothing. And maybe about... they just needed like a filler episode until. Yeah. So the the wait for the centennial episode isn't like they have something to fill the gap. Oh, I think that's a lot of why they did this. Like they they wanted. To, I mean, you know, when you look at it, it's basically like the New Year's New Year special was on January first, and then your next centenary drops on uh, in November. That's like eleven months. So you kind of yeah. do want to have something in there, have at least like one episode to fill the time. Have we seen a date for the the centenary yet? I don't think we have. I think it's in. I do think it's in the fall somewhere, but I don't know what. I think it's Novemberish. Yeah, I think BBC um, announced like the timelines when everything's dropping. So yep. I w- I would have to look it up, but I'm pretty sure it airs in November or something. Okay, so I mean I I guess my thing is like I like this episode as an idea, but it feels like the same kind of thing that's been done a hundred times. Like I I mean imme- the thing that immediately jumps to mind for me is Curse of the Black Spot with Matt Smith. Isn't this just like the same thing? Yeah, pretty there's a lot of similarities there. It's just a, it's just a Chinese pirate as opposed to a British pirate. Like yeah, same thing. Um the other big and I did like I like I really liked what they had Dan doing here. Like he was just kind of like this was the first episode he did where I felt like he wasn't shocked by everything. And he was just kind of like, oh, okay, well, this is, you know, this is weird, but I'm not, like, running around pissing myself. Um, and I did... Yeah, really... when you look at everything that's happening in, the, like, the 13th season as a general, like, his character went through a lot of growth. And both you and I agreed that Dan Lewis was a great, great... Uh, addition yeah. to the team yeah i mean to me if you're gonna lose um if you're gonna lose the Brian and graham first guy i forget graham yeah i forget the actor's name even though i loved him at uh, the bradley time. walsh bradley yep okay so if you're gonna lose somebody like bradley walsh which i wish he was still doing it because he was the best um but uh if you're gonna lose somebody like him getting somebody like john bishop you know, and I was, I, I can't say I was skeptical of him because I had no clue who he was. You know, most Americans have no idea who he is. Like, I know he was a much bigger deal over there than he is here. So, like, I know it was a big deal for him to get cast over there. Um, and I was really impressed with him in the, because he's only done, what, this is eight episodes for him, really? So, like, yeah, pretty much. I, if he goes away after the centennial, I think he's going to be one of the shortest running companions I've ever had, which is a shame because I think he's really good. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think the other problem I had, like other than the fact that this, this story didn't feel like it was worth the whole special designation. Um, the sea devil costumes and the effects and crap, the costumes just looked horrible. It was like rejected Power Ranger shit. Like, I just i I think that was my problem. Like, they're supposed to be threatening, but the costumes were so lame, I couldn't look at them without laughing. And it just amazed yeah. me. Like, after I just wonder if maybe they ran out of money after all the flux crap because, like, I wonder if um all their effects money went towards the dog because that that character the design on that was awesome. And like, 
that and actually... you have to like if you're looking at this as like basically conclusion of uh, Chibnall's run, like you have to ask yourself like if the flux and everything they did in season three, thirteen with Lux is like basically what he was capable of, then like everything falls into the water is like just plain bad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and there were some, there were some individual episodes in the first two years that were interesting. Um, I liked the Rosa Parks one. I liked. Oh, yeah, the, like nothing I was liked, good. Like, yeah, it wasn't all bad. I'm, I'm a fan the of the Tesla episode. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. You know, Tesla episode was pretty good. Like, especially because the guy playing a Tesla was actually a Croatian actor. Oh yeah, Goran Viznich, right? Yeah. Vishnich is how we pronounce it. But okay. yeah, so it's so like, you know, seeing him in there was like, yay! And he did a pretty good job. Yeah, like, he did. I, really, really, you know. really liked, I really liked what he did with that. Um, yeah, and there, there were some, like, I liked that one that you just gave. I liked the Rosa Parks one. I liked the, the one where they went to partition India. Um, I liked the one with the giant uh, Walmart. The giant space Walmart was fun. But, I mean, for the most part, like, nothing, especially with all the timeless child junk, which is most likely just going to be wiped, either wiped out or just completely disregarded, um, none of the, like, long-term stuff he did really seemed to mean anything. Um, and what... Do, like, with everything they're going to do later on, it just to wipe out pretty much everything that he did. Now, is he writing the Centennial, or is... Davies writing the centennial. I, I think, think Davies is doing centennial. I'm actually I'm not sure. He's, I don't think he's starting until uh, 23. Uh, so, Chibnall think... is doing centennial. Okay. So Chibnall is doing this... centennial, but Davies is doing the 60th. Right. And let me ask, uh, just because I don't remember, all this stuff with, because we do know that David Tennant and Catherine Tate are coming back for something. Is that for the 60th or for the thing coming up? Okay, so, so Tennant and Tate coming back for the 60th. Oh, so that's not until 23. Yeah, that's the yeah, next I thought that I thought that was for the thing coming up in a couple of months. No, no, no. That's the centennial. This is the 60th. Okay. 60th is coming up next year. And that's the one where uh, Neil Patrick Harris also signed up to do something. Yeah, you know what I was. You know what I mean? He's probably the master. Yeah, and, I was gonna uh, say, I would love to see him be uh, as much as I wouldn't mind if they kept Sasha Dewan around. And we'll get into that. We'll get into something else involving him in a second. Um, I know they have a, a standard policy of of regenerating the master whenever the the doctor changes. If Neil Patrick Harris was willing to show up a couple times over the duration of Shooty God Was Run. I wouldn't mind seeing him be Shooty God Was Master. That would be pretty fun. I I think that would be pretty good. I have to say, speaking of the 60th, what I'm really, really excited for isn't just uh, Tennant and Tate coming back. It's also uh, Donna. It's also Will coming back. The Donna's uh, grandfather, which is he? Is he still alive? He's gonna be in the 60th. And like I'm so pumped about it because oh, wow. back back when first, no no he's still alive and kicking. Oh wow! Okay. Dude, he was born in 28. He's oh, almost wow. 100. Holy shit, and, man! 
And I will have to, I have to say this, like one of my favorite things about Tenants Run and one of my like most thing I'm most sorry about is the fact that Wilfred was never a doctor's companion. Like I would have loved like he did come up, I think I think he took him up once. Yeah, I thought uh, in the end of time he was. I thought he was Well yeah, like, but most of that was happening out. on Earth. But I do think that he yeah. took him up in space once. But it's like yeah. just for him to see it. But like one of my biggest regrets is that he never like did couple like even for a couple of episodes, ran around like him and uh running around space or alien planets for a couple of episodes. Yeah, that would, I would be have loved that. Love that. Yeah, so that actually, I mean, uh, I'm still looking forward to the centennial thing. I thought Tate and Tennant were going to be in the centennial thing, though. I didn't. No, that, that's the 60th. That's next year. I didn't stuff. realize that was for the 60th. Um, in some ways, and I, I know we're talking more about larger Doctor Who stuff than the actual episode. We'll get back to the episode in a second. Um, I do feel like you're running a risk, though, by doing that that way. Um, because I kind of thought it would be smarter to have Tate and Tennant show up in, in the Centennial, because why is anyone going to care about the new guy if Tennant's there? Exactly, if the, if but the, I don't think, I don't think, here's the thing, I'm I'm checking up the IMDB, and neither, new guy isn't showing up on anything the first episode of season 14 so currently he's not listed as being in the centenary and he's not listed as being in the 60th right but i thought the 60th was the first episode of 14 that's technically the zero episode of the 14th right so technically his first appearance is going to be in this unless Somehow, I'm thinking. Uh, I'm thinking they did the Capaldi stuff, where actually announced the regeneration. But I don't know, like, because if if Jody isn't showing up in the 60th, how do they, they make the transition? Jody's, Does they said Jody's done already? Like all the all her stuff. Yeah. So like, if so, what do they do? Like, does do they do a completely separate thing, or does Jody re- regenerate into tenant? And then Tennant, after the 60th, regenerates back into the new guy. Right, yeah. I just so it's going to be really, until we see it on screen, I think it's going to be really confusing. I just, I just worry that if they, I feel like putting uh, Shudi Godwa in the same, having his first episode be the same thing where David Tennant comes back, no one's going to care about him. So like, That's why I think he has to regenerate. Into the new guy at the end oh, so of like, the You think big, the big shock moment is going to be that uh, Whitaker is going to go through regeneration and she's going to turn back into Tenant somehow, and then yeah. Tenant will be in this and will be in the sixty. Yeah, he's going to be in the sixty, and then he uh, at the end of sixty, he's going to well, be I the new guy. They, I also think what they could do, and I also think you kind of have to do some mental gymnastics with Donna, given how Donna was left off. Yep. I wonder. I wonder if all the stuff with uh, with Tennant and Tate is going to be some kind of flashback, where I don't know, know, man. Like it's it's going to be really interesting to see how they yeah. pull that off because, like, They're you're talking more... about two biggest events since the 50th anniversary happening basically year apart, but back to back episodes. Yep. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. The, the centenary is in November of this year, and the 60th is November of next year. That means we're going to go a year without Doctor Who. Unless, so like, unless 
uh, season 14 starts before that, and maybe the 60th is the end of the year. Hmm. I don't know, man, but that 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 means okay, yeah, that means you get a whole season with the new guy before ten. But also days. means that he's that that would make sense because they haven't given us a date for anything beyond even the centenary thing doesn't have a date on it yet. So, I mean, I think I think BBC announced like there's you know okay. that, because it's yeah, a public there, date. A, I think at some point if in there's November. a date for it. I haven't seen it over here. It might be somewhere that you can see it but i haven't seen anything but anyway uh we should at least maybe try to like give this episode some level of of, uh i think i mean there were some things i liked um i loved watching Dan try to be a pirate like that stuff was great um i love the the stupid outfit that yaz puts him in and he just wears it the whole time and it's just like he's he, he was actually very comfortable in that stupid outfit um, and I, I did like watching a lot of his interactions with the kid. Um, I thought that stuff was interesting and he's just, he has a level of comfort in this role that I haven't seen somebody who's done as little of it as he has had that quickly. Cause he really hasn't done that much and he seems to be very comfortable in the role. Um, and a lot of times it takes people years to get to that point. So, um, I also, what if, did we ever decide anything on this like supposed relationship between Yaz and the Doctor? Like, I I can't. No, because there was nothing concrete was ever done. Like by the time they try to figure something out, it's just yeah you know did you know it was too little too late, and then they had in the in this episode they had a moment on the beach where I think Yaz was trying to tell Doctor how she felt, even though yeah. she tried and kind of dropped hints throughout the episode, and even yeah. you know Dan talked to the doctor about how doctor feels about Yaz like you know like had it happened a season ago, like they could have actually went somewhere with it. Yeah, it was just too little, too late, and then they had the whole moment on the beach where Doctor was just like, no, you know, just don't speak about the moment type of situation. Yeah, I just kind of felt like, you know, I kind of wonder if like, um, you know, if this had been, we've talked about before how you know, Chibnall had said at various points early on that he had a five-year plan for things he wanted to do. And then I'm of the belief that he was fired, and that's why we are where we are now. Um, that, you know, I I personally am of the belief, and I don't think we'll ever see any evidence of this, much like we'll never see any evidence of the fact that uh, I believe Capaldi was forced out by the BBC. Um, and I don't think we'll ever see any evidence of that either. But uh, my belief is that, you know, they went to Chibnall and said, you know, and this part, this part of all this has been very public. Like the ratings for this show at this point, even in Britain, like I don't know what the ratings are over here because it's largely on a cable channel over here that a lot of people don't even have. Um, so maybe they get most of their revenue over here by like the streaming and the Blu-rays and stuff. Um, but everything I've seen said that 
you know, the the ratings even in Britain are atrocious right now. Um, you know, apparently Capaldi was the lowest point they'd ever been at since it was canceled in the eighties, and apparently the ratings for her are even worse. Um, yeah, which is why but, the whole shakeup with bringing you know Russell Davies back. Um, from everything I've read, from everything I've read, I've sort of interpreted it to mean that the BBC went to Chibnall and said, "Hey, you know, we are more than happy to keep you around, but you have to replace her, and it has to be a guy." And yeah. he was just like, "No, I'm not going to do that." And then they were like, "Okay, you can leave now." <laughs> um. So, and I mean, I'm all I'm all for Davies coming back. I have largely not been a fan of the stuff that Chibnall's done, with the exception of um, of of the Flux season was pretty good, but the rest oh, of yeah. it is the rest of it is is you know average to below average Doctor Who really in my book. And I don't fault Whitaker for that either. I don't I don't think her oh. performances have, I don't think her performances have been that great either. But I think that's largely a side effect of what she's been given. Um. An example of why I I don't think I'm not a huge fan of this thing between Yaz and Doctor either because it feels like it hasn't been built to and they just sort of slammed it into the last couple episodes maybe to check a box I don't know yeah like like that like definitely too little too late just because like I think if they wanted to go their route like it would have made sense and then if you look at yeah. Chibnall's original five year plan year three is where he kind of starts doing it and then by year five something actually happens right. but basically we all the new doctors basically last about three seasons right and then there's so, the regeneration i think my bigger problem with it was you know and maybe maybe you're right maybe if he had been able to keep to the five-year thing he had in mind maybe this would have been where that started out and by the end of that it maybe gets somewhere but i think the problem is when you don't have that and He's only got what one more show. I mean, yeah, just... he's basically doing centenary, and mm-hmm. here's 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 my beef with that. Like, I'm looking. Okay, again, I opened up the IMDb page, and uh, like, I'm looking, and I don't know whether all these characters are coming back, but it's like Ryan's gonna be back, judging by uh, IMDb. Like, uh, Winder's coming back, Graham's coming back, Winder uh, Sasha Dwan. Winder was in one of the trailers. Yeah, so um, like. The master is there. Joe Martin's doctor is there. So like, there's stuff happening. Like yep. at this point, it's like, who cares? Like everybody's I mean, really, literally waiting for the sixth really year. All really, all they they put out, and I feel like I know you don't watch trailers, aren't you? And Boris don't watch trailers at all. Yeah. But we are, you know, if November is when this thing is coming out, right? Okay, so we I are... checked it out. Uh, BBC's centenary is. Uh, October 18th, and uh, okay. judging by Wikipedia, uh, Doctor Who is also scheduled to come out at some point in October. It's going to be okay. somewhere, I'm guessing, around October 18th. Okay. Uh, maybe not, not on the 18th. Let me just pull up. So October 18th is a Tuesday. So it might so, be the Sunday before or the Sunday after. It might be Sunday before. So it's, if it's Sunday... It's either going to be 60th, the 16th, or 23rd. Okay. Well, um, I know you and Boris really don't watch trailers, but all I can say is uh, all they've put out for this thing, even though it's 
four months away, three months away by that math, is 45 seconds of video, right, of just flashes, mm-hmm. flashes of stuff. And you see the Sasha Dewan master, you see Vendor again. So some of this stuff, could, some of these people, I assume the master is going to show up again. Uh, there's actually, yeah. he actually has new dialogue in it. So I assume he, at the very least, could show up again. Uh, the vendor stuff looked like it could have been just reused from the Flux stuff. So maybe he shows up again, maybe he doesn't. Um, but yeah, I think with this episode, like, I just don't find that much to actually talk about here because, like, if you watch this show for any length of time during the modern years, I feel like you've seen this story like 10 times. And, um, nobody really adds anything to it that. You know, I mean, I almost kind of feel like even Whitaker is sort of watching the clock now. Um, yeah, but that's the thing when you like, and we brought it up like whole season long. It's like when you announce changes so far in advance, it's like at this point, you know exactly when what ends. And it's just like you're just waiting for the clock to tick. Like you're just waiting for the 60th because everybody and their grandma wants to see Tenet and uh donna again so it's like that that's what everybody's really waiting for to see what russell davis does when he comes back on the 60th so it's like centenary is something that we we're kind of forced to go through uh before we can get uh, to the 60th yep now i also sort of take issue with you know as much as i find this whole like the forced relationship thing between yaz and the doctor to be kind of silly like, I also take issue with the way the doctor kind of blows it off in the sense of, like, you know, she just makes this argument of, like, well, I can't get attached to anybody because then, like, bad stuff happens if I do that. But, like, I would believe that if I'd never, wa- if I'd only watched a couple of episodes and wasn't, like, familiar with the entire modern version of the show. Because, like, Tennant wanted to bang Billy Piper. Right, like Tennant yep. wanted, Tennant wanted a relationship with with Billy Piper, and then, like, you know, I think there was a, there was a universe where Matt Smith probably would have banged Clara. I mean, you yeah, know, I was gonna go like tie into that, it's like, yeah, you know, it's you can see, like, and then obviously, obviously, there's a Capaldi and the River song, so it's like, oh yeah, I definitely think there's some stuff there between Capaldi and uh, so, but and, no, but generally, when you look at the doctors, it's like they, they, pretty much every single one of them was in love, and that yep, that and added just, that that did add depth to their characters, yeah, because there it, were like certain situations where it's like. Clearly, the only reason why they're doing something like this is because they're doing it for the person that they love. It's like Mm -hmm. they're emotional about it. But here it's like you could have let that drive between them drive the show in certain areas and aspects. But, it's you know, you really could have done a lot more with it, especially if that was the route, you know, thing. Once once they gave. Once they cast jo- uh, Jody as the doctor, when you're like, okay, now you got a female doctor. Like, from the beginning, you can't be like, oh, like, we got a female doctor, but I'm going to wait, like, three episodes until I do something concrete and telling the story about the person she's in love with or whatever. It's like, you can literally yep. start doing that from episode one. Yep. 
And I guess start building right up. I guess my thing is like, and the reason why it it the reason why it seemed like so forced and box checky and whatever is like the justification she gives is so lame. It was just like, well, I can't be attached to anybody because everybody around me goes to shit if I do that, and then. But if I were going to do that, it would have been you other than the person I was married to already. Like, r- really? Just, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it just felt to me like maybe the BBC, like, told them they had to do this, but then not, but then can only go to a certain extent because it is technically a children's show. Like, they weren't allowed to show two women making out or whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, but like I said, like, you <laughs> I mean, they, they, I get that, but it's like still go back to other doctors. Like it was obvious they were in love. So it's like, you know, you didn't have any sex scenes or lovemaking scenes or whatever. Even kissing was far in between, but it's like they never yeah. tried the way two people were in love. Yeah. Like they, you know, just look at the pawns. Like, yep. you know. Oh, yeah. And this just seems so like, so like weak and kind of like. We're just putting this uh, in here. You know, the thing is, like, if you want to, if you want to push the boundaries, push boundaries. Yeah, and this show has done that a lot, so I want to credit them where that's due. Oh but, yeah, like, like, but it's like almost like, oh, we want to push the boundaries, but we don't want to piss anybody off. Yeah, like, it seemed like you it, know, it. I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt because I did remember that from what I remembered of my fragmented first viewing of this. I remember that being in there, but I didn't really remember where it went, if it went anywhere. And I was trying to be open-minded with it, and I was just like, you know, this just feels like you're doing this because the BBC told you you had to, but you can only go to a certain extent. And it's like, all right, weak. Um, yeah, like, yeah. I don't mind, like, you know, I mean, this might sound mean or whatever, but it's like pushing something on me, like, don't don't go like half at it like just you know shutting down my throat yeah, in a well, way I, mean, like, if you wanna, I guess the you're pushing boundaries like... second the second jody became the doctor you're pushing a certain boundary and an agenda and i'm okay with that as long as that serves the show mm-hmm. but it's like you almost decide to let the agenda drive the show without actually having it drive the show and then it's like the show suffers and the agenda suffers just because you can't make up your mind about what exactly you're going to do with what. So it's like, right. Then you right. came up. It's like, even when the show had potential, even when they were doing stuff, they kind of sense, had they done it a little bit better or a little bit different. It's like, it's still in the great run, like in the big run doesn't really matter just because you mess so much other stuff out. You know, there's just like, doesn't make sense. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's just, I just felt like it was so, um, you know, like you said, if they're going to, this show and Star Trek and a lot of things like it have, you know, science fiction exists to push boundaries. If you're going to do that, you know, I mean, I'll make the same, I'll make the same argument I made. We'll get into this probably too on the road with the away mission stuff when we get to Star Trek Beyond. But, um, I don't know if you and I have ever had this discussion, but, uh, when you know when beyond came out paramount made this big deal about oh hey look how progressive we are sulu's gonna be gay and then there's literally nothing in the movie that acknowledges that whatsoever 
and they yeah there's they, like the one scene where he hugged his boyfriend or whatever who could have just easily been his, who could have just as easily been his brother for as little as they acknowledge it and they're exactly. they're and, and they're yeah working. and i remember when uh george uh, Takei was like yeah like Tulu was always gay and whatever because he's gay so yep. I'm like I'm okay with that like and there were I'm, some things I'm serious, that, like hey if, you, if you're gonna love a man like okay love a man I don't have to agree with that but it's like I'm you know it's like and it's everywhere like you know gay L, all the LGBTQ stuff is all over movies and the TV shows yeah like you can't really escape it anymore so it's like if you're gonna do it do it like, I'm not right. even at this point opposed to it because I kind of expect it in my shows and movies just because that's like the fresh new thing that you have to do in order to not piss, piss people off. Otherwise, they're like, oh, why is, why is there an LGBTQ representative on your show or whatever? So it's like, it's going to be there. It's like, if you're yeah. going to do it, like, just do it. Like, like you said, I mean, to me, sci-fi to shows me, have been pushing the boundaries for so long. It's yeah. like, is your new boundary to push and push it like they could have done so much more especially we saw how better Yaz Yaz's character got once Graham and Ryan left the show because the writing kind of uh, 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 allowed it to happen well, because, so like, because that was there from the beginning like I get the whole you had uh, three companions and then you kind of have to write for all of them but it's like th- this is something that you started like doing at the end, like where everybody already knew that everybody on the show is leaving from Chibnall to Whitaker to Yaz. Like everybody's leaving. Yep. So it's now, like I don't I, really I care that, at that point. I think I realized where, you know, where the distinction was, like why her why Mandip Gill's character suddenly actually got kind of interesting once Bradley Walsh and Tosin Cole leave, is that she kind of becomes the lead companion at that point because she's been there. So, yep. like, then suddenly they're like, oh, I guess now we actually have to write for her because she has to, like, we're introducing this other guy who she kind of has to take care of. So, like, she can't just be the one who stands in the corner and does nothing while Bradley Walsh and Tosin Cole get all this stuff to do. You know? Exactly. Um, I would actually, and they won't do this, I'm sure Chibnall has, you know his own stuff he wants to do and i'm sure everything from this era is going to get wiped out um i would love to see john bishop and mandip gill stick around uh because i think you're I, just... I, I i support that like i think we saw in the in this season that the writing is there when the writing is good like you can do a lot with those two characters and the and actors are good just... enough I think you're just starting to get into their relationship, and they're probably both going to go away after the centennial thing. Yeah, and then you're going to have the whole thing, like, and again, you're going to have <laughs> the whole thing where, you know, Clara and Matt Smith are kind of in love, and then Matt Smith becomes Capaldi, and he can't really remember her, and then she kind of learns how to love him anew. So, like, you can, yeah, again, you can push that boundary if you want. Yep. Uh, yeah, I miss Clara still. Like, you know, I know a lot of people don't like her, and I didn't like the Matt Smith years as much, or the Matt Smith half year as much, because she was more of a plot device than a character at that point. But, you know, she carried a lot of that Capaldi period for me. And I I actually, I loved her. I absolutely loved her. And to me, they haven't, um, none of the, none of the companions since her have been on that level yet. Um, 
So, I'll, and I do think one thing I'm looking forward to is that I do think that uh, Davies has generally written companions pretty well. So I do think with him coming back, I think that 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 is something that will that will be helped in general. Um, yeah, and that, that, that's where getting new companions makes sense. Yeah, because he can write a new. He doesn't have to fix whatever Chibnall did with everybody else. Now, not to get all not to get all doom and gloomy, and I haven't seen anything that that uh, that supports this yet. But my theory at this point is, if the ratings are in England are as bad as they claim they are, uh, Davies has one year to fix it, or this show's going to go away again. Which I think would be a shame. Oh, I, I absolutely, I absolutely agree with you. But if it's if it's as bad over there as they're claiming, and I, I'm of the belief that the BBC's been trying to find a reason to get rid of it for years now, um, because of the expense. Uh, I I think he's got one year to get the ratings out of a toilet, or they're gonna get rid of it again. Um, but we'll see if I'm right about that or not. Uh, and I think I think the 60th is gonna play a big part in that. Oh yeah, the response to the sixty because, because I'm gonna I'm gonna say this now about a year and a couple of months in advance. I think if the sixtieth doesn't generate the response, we might not actually get season fourteen at all. Um I think you'll get okay, so I think season fourteen happens no matter what. Because I think regardless of you know whether Okay, so we're not entirely sure when season 14 actually starts and whether the the 60th thing is going to come at the end of that or the beginning of it. Um, I would assume that they... I Actually, I know they're filming the 60th now. And it might actually yeah. be done. Um, I would assume if that is the beginning of 14 and that is going to be the first thing where you'll see Shooty Godwa as well, uh, I think they... 14 happens no matter what. Um, but I think the, uh, the response to the the 60th thing will dictate whether there's a 15 or not. Okay, I can, I can get behind that. Because I would bet if, you know, if the combined response to the 60th and the first couple episodes of Shooty Godwa is like, we don't give a fuck, then They'll announce like halfway through season fourteen, like, oh, by the way, this show is over now. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, but if but if the sixtieth and then the first couple episodes with with the new guy go well, they'll announce fifteen like before fourteen is over. Um, they can't seem to keep anything in their pants, and as far as announcements go, uh, I would <laughs> yeah. bet that, I would bet that's how that goes. Um, so yeah, I mean. I feel bad that we sort of turned this whole, not really, because I think it was a good conversation anyway, but the fact that we took this essentially largely forgettable episode and turned it into a largely a conversation on the state of the franchise as a whole, like, that just shows well, you I think it was always going to go in this direction, yeah. especially, like, the longer we prolonged it, I think the longer, yeah. you know, more it made sense. And that also just shows how little there is here, like, as far as actual content of an episode is concerned 
Um, I did see, and I know you're not. I know you're not into the. I don't know how easy these things are to get over there. Anyway, I know it's all digital files and shit, but I know you're not into the audio drama stuff as much. Um, no, no, just because, did, yeah. And some of those things I would recommend to you because they are, you know, uh, the, you know, the, but as a, as a huge book nerd, like there's so much books that I'm actually reading and listening to that just like the amount of time that I actually have to listen to stuff that I want to, it just like, yeah, between each one's almost, each one's almost not enough uh, time. Each hours one's only day. an hour if that helps. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I like, I like them. Um, I, I, I have acquaintances who are like, really into them um i tend to keep it to in recent years they've actually done a lot of things with the uh the actual modern show actors have done stuff like mm-hmm. uh, eccleston recently has done a series of them uh tenants oh yeah there. i know i know they bring back characters for it like yeah i and think that's one of the good you know good yep. part about it is like you get the og actors to do it yep Tenant's been doing stuff with them for a while. Like they recently did a a series of three things called Out of Time, where he did, and they've they've been getting classic doctors to do stuff for a long time. Uh, but it's yeah. just getting people from the modern show to do stuff. They he recently did a series of things where he encountered Tom Baker and Davison and Colin Baker. Um, and the Davison one was funny because they made some joke, essentially made some joke about him being about Davison being his father-in-law, um, which I thought was hysterical. Uh, but the reason I bring that up is because we are going. If you're a fan of those things, and I saw this recently when I was looking at their website for something else, um, you're going to be getting. We're going to be getting our first uh, use of. Um, Whitaker era things on in those because oh. the, the Joe Martin fugitive doctor is going to get a series mm. of, of stories there. And, oh, nice. And the Sasha Dewan master is going to be getting a series of things. Um, so I'm going to be keeping an eye on those. I do, I do, and I've largely listened to the stuff that Tennant's done, and I like a lot of it. Um, I think. Mm-hmm. I think I've never listened to. They have some stuff with like soundalikes, like people who sound like Eccleston or Smith. Yeah. And I've never gone. I've never gone near any of the stuff that doesn't involve the actual actors. But I can't speak to that. But I have, I have largely enjoyed the stuff I've bothered to listen to. Um, so I would recommend it as far as that. But you know, to each his own, I suppose. And it's yeah. It works for me as a filler while there's no show. Um, yeah. So at least you know if I'm if I'm in the mood for something Doctor Who related, I can just throw one of those on, and then uh, you know it kind of satisfies me for that for a while. Um, so yeah, we will. Uh, rec- I and I have to say I'm I'm pretty sure you're you and I both are going to want to talk about the Centennial pretty quickly after it runs. So we will. We most yeah, likely. Yeah. We most likely will not have this giant break again between when the episode actually runs and when we talk about it, given that we probably gave Sea Devils about 10 minutes in a 45-minute recording. Um, yeah. But that just shows how little there actually was to this. Uh, so um, I would I would make a general 
a general statement to the BBC if you're going to, like, put something like this out around a holiday weekend and call it a... Not that I care about Easter all that much as an atheist, but if you're going to put something out like this around a holiday weekend and call it a special, please do something better than this. Um, so Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so we will... You and I, with some other people at least, will reconvene for Thor later this week. Um, and yep, we're just we're, saw that today. Yep, and we'll be closing down the away mission stuff for a while until Lower Decks comes back in later in the summer, I believe. So a uh, little less content for a short stretch, but honestly, with the with the level we've been putting stuff out at for the last few months, I need a break. So if we go down to one a week for about a month, that would be good for me. So yeah, I mean, uh, we did we did say that. Uh... We're at a point where, like, if this ever feels like a job, we're taking a break. So, yeah, and I mean, we're not, um, and we're, we'll, I don't think we'll ever shut the show down entirely, but some things will come and go as we, you know, if there's no, like, with the away mission stuff, I think just because we've been doing so much of it lately, because there have been like three shows nonstop for the last six months or nine months or whatever. Yeah, it is. you're talking about um, like more than half a year of like doing a Star Trek show every week. Yep. Which is like, so you I, know, and if you're already doing a, you know, a mandatory Thursday recording, it just like adds up after yep. time. So I think if we, I think if we take a month off or something from away missions and recharge the batteries and then the return thing is something like lower decks where they're all short and we're not going to go for an hour and a half on each one or whatever. I mean, I think that'll be good. And then. Yeah. Uh, and like, I mean, we can always do because lower decks are so short. Like there's always an option of actually doing we do every other week. Yeah. Or so. just do a season recap at the end. Yeah, we could. I think it'll be Sorry. worth I think it'll be well, worth I mean um, I mean when we take a break and just like you know, for a month or whatever, like I you know, a break is a good thing. Like not at a point we're gonna shut the podcast down for a month because I don't think anybody well, here would go we'll, I don't think we'll ever do that because I think Yeah, I which think is I think, you know, this is a, you know, even for us it's a great place to hang out, talk shop yeah. and stuff like that. So I think that's the benefit of, and that's kind of what, that's kind of what our thought process was when we started it. In that yeah. we have four four people as the central hosts, and you you and your brother have kind of turned into, you know, you and your brother have basically turned into our fifth and sixth hosts, really. Um, but at the time when we started doing it, we were like, oh, there's four of us, and then you know that means that not everybody has to do everything, and and you know. Yeah, you can structure it in a way where it's like, and you know. we can basically just do whatever we want, and like it doesn't have not everything has to be about this. It doesn't have to be. We don't have to commit to like a singular theme for the entire thing because all four of us are into different shit. So like if we want to do, yeah, something, and there's always gonna be overlaps where it's gonna be great that we like can do the, it together. Uh, we haven't put it out yet, but like the Dragon Ball thing that you and Josh did, like I've never seen a second of that show, and I would have no clue how to even talk about that. But you guys apparently just did that, so. You know, yeah. um, and I, I did guess. it only, and I did it off of watching a thirty-minute clip of a two-hour movie. So hey, oh really? Okay, now I'm really yeah because because the movie yeah. isn't out. Movie isn't out yet. Okay. Movie's out in Japan, and I think Josh was able to watch a full copy of it before okay. it was taken off of YouTube. But only okay. thing that's on YouTube now is like a thirty-minute clip version of it. Oh wow! So that—that's what. But it, it it loops three times, so it's like an hour and a half. But it's only a thirty-minute clip. 
Oh, so it's the same 30 minutes three times? It's the same oh. 30, 30 minutes three times. So, like, that's what I saw. So, I basically only saw a 30-minute clip of a two-hour <laughs> movie. And they're like, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, if you want to put that up, that's fine. Uh, yeah, I'm going to log into Anchor just to figure out what episode it is. And uh, Josh uh, Josh made a thumbnail for you as well, so... Okay. Yeah. I mean, and, I, and I wanted to bring up one one really good thing about doing this on Discord now is like with Anchor, like when you started recording, you started recording. Then when you stop, you stop. But like here, we can always talk before and talk after, which is I think really yeah. really beneficial. And that's why a lot of the a lot of the early shows have a lot of like that, and not that we don't still do that even now, but like. A lot of the early shows have way more of that pre-show banter stuff because that was because that the clock for that starts the minute you go into that chat room thing. That's where we had time to do that stuff. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we will um, catch up again for Thor. I assume on Thursday, although I don't think we've settled on that yet. I think Justin, didn't settle on a date yet, but yeah. Yeah, I think Justin needs time to see it still. Um, I know. Uh, yeah, brother... he's gonna go with his uh, sister, I believe he said. Okay. So I was gonna ask my brother Tim to join us for that, but then I remembered he's out of the or he's gonna be out of the country now. Yeah, I was I was kind of hoping we might get him in on it, but he was like, "No, we're gonna be in Europe," and I was like, "Hey." Eh. I'm hoping no. maybe for uh, although Miss Marvel might even be pushing it, and although who's gonna do that beyond you and me? I know Brent's kind of watching it, but I don't think I don't know. It. Like, I, how many episodes of that thing are? Are there left? One. One? Well, I might just binge it without my siblings. Then yeah. just have them watch it later on just so I can do the we pod. Could do, we, you and I, if you and I are the only ones who want to do that, we could actually do it next weekend. I don't think Yeah, we, yeah, I yeah. yeah I, I'm game for that. Like, I, yeah. I can watch it this week. Not a problem. And so. we can take... Yeah. Okay, I've got some... I've got some production thoughts in my head about that, so we'll... Okay, we'll yeah, yeah, that's that's something we can work out. So, yeah, we are going to be closing the TARDIS Chronicles again, and we'll be back, I believe, according to what you... October, said, yes. October. Um, yeah. So, yeah, uh, I can't think of anything catchphrasey for Doctor Who right now. No, uh, me neither. Let there be more seasons. <laughs> yes, please, BBC, do not get rid of this show. Okay, that was our plea right there. There we go. Yeah.